is Cynthia from the NFL, and you're listening to Balling Out. Ooh. What up, y'all? This is Young and May, and you're listening Ooh. to Billboard's Balling Out. Ooh. These haters on my body What's up, everybody? Off. It's Adele. This is Natalie. And you're listening to Ballin' Out. That girl is a real crowd, please. Small world, all the friends know of me. Episode 13, people. Episode 13, we've made it uh, just so far. So far. We're like in the double. We're in our teens. We're in our teens. We are in our teens. <laughs> we're, we're about to hit puberty. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we already did if we're technically teens. Guys, my brain is not working today. So and you will, you will hear it no, you won't, in the you interview with our guest. Never on point as ever. Never, yeah, never on point. That's going to be my new tagline. Um, oh, but stop. we are. <laughs> She's wearing a sweatshirt that says CEO with three zeros. Shout out so. to 2 Chains. <laughs> I got this from 2 Chains. <laughs> how is that not a baller move how is that not on point anyway um yeah so basically top line today the day after the world series yes Game this is gonna seven, be a few man. days in once this is finally alive but right now the excitement is palpable yeah for sure i mean especially if you are a chicago cubs fan because the 108 year drought is over yes Yes, neither of us are from Chicago, but yeah, we sympathize. But, Cubs, Yay! I mean, you know the Seahawks had never won a championship until they did. So, no. <laughs> and then the well, and go. then the Seahawks were like the Seattle was one of the saddest sports towns around before that Super Bowl. So you know, That's true. Well, I mean, you still you still have great memories, and you have a shirt I to do. remember that. <laughs> And I do. I too actually have a Russell Wilson jersey. Super Bowl edition, though. Quote unquote Jets fan Adele Platon this is has a Super Bowl 48 Russell Wilson jersey. Listen. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's, another, really that's another topic life. for she another day. She really likes New Jersey. There's nothing Adele loves more than a trip to New Jersey. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's where my family's yeah, from. Okay, so anyway, World Series. Yes. And it, the thing that happened that everybody's talking about. I realize we forgot to ask our guest about this, but the Indians blew a 3-1 lead. Yeah. And what so, is it about a 3-1 lead? What is it about? You blew it! And look know, at the NBA season and the playoffs. And Draymond tweeted it, which is just perfect. Right on time. It was like, like I'm not a big Draymond Green fan, but him being like, man, 3-1 suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like right. two seconds after the after Cleveland blew it, and obviously it's so poetic because Cleveland won over the Warriors who were up 3-1. Yeah. Then they lost the Cubs yeah for sure being up 3-1 the I world mean, it's all circles yeah I mean it's it's what two months left of this year and it's just been a very very big sports year I feel like yeah yeah lots uh, you of know big stories can't wait to see all the 30 for 30 documentaries that are going to come out of this year <laughs> you know what I mean um even LeBron James was in attendance for the World Series yeah. you know getting really amped up he was pumped in those he gifts that I was seeing even J.R. Smith was there is his Cleveland Cavalier teammate with his shirt off Right on cue. Yes. Right on brand, I should Very say. J.R. <laughs> Smith's brand is probably the strongest in the world. Maybe. I don't know. Nobody nobody doesn't like him, and he knows that. I loved – we talked about that clip. I remember just, like, of his daughter, and she was like – they. he's still on the team. What is it like for you to watch your dad get ready to play this game? Because he made the championship without a kick 
getting kicked off the team. It's <laughs> like the cutest. It is. It is. He is. He is a very loving family man. It's just funny what he does when he's off the court. Yeah, you know. You know. He just, down the whatever. Court. Go big or go home. Yeah, exactly. Smith probably says. Um, but during the World Series, we were actually in the office until 12, 12.30. Yeah, we were covering the, the CMAs. CMAs. Yeah, not a huge amount of sports. Wait, actually, well, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> there you go. Peyton Manning was in the house to prevent, present an award to his alleged favorite singer, Kenny, Kenny Chesney. Chesney. <laughs> um, but the nationwide that, jingle skit, though, that was, was actually my really favorite. Good. I mean, Peyton was pretty on point. Like, yeah. There were a few people who like mucked some stuff up on stage, but he but was very he poised. Was, yeah. Yes. He said everything He's he was supposed this. to say, yeah. like, and they did a little joke about there was some there was a lot of sort of ill advised election humor, yeah, and some of it had to do with the nationwide commercial, but they panned to Peyton mm-hmm. and he just did it right back. See? I forget what his thing was, but it was something funny. No, no I'm here for one of my favorite singers. Oh. <laughs> and that's why he's the real MVP. Yeah, he was calm, cool, collected. He he had it together, yeah. you know, as the only apparent athlete in attendance at the entire CMA, <laughs> right? <laughs> According to the camera work, at least. <laughs> um, for sure. But yeah, Kenny Chesney didn't look super hyped, but who knows? Maybe they're best friends. Yeah, maybe he's a Denver Broncos fan too. Maybe that would be weird. I don't know where Kenny Chesney, is, but I don't <laughs> we'll think have it's to from do our Googles on that one, Colorado. Um, but another great highlight was Beyonce coming out of nowhere with a beautiful Daddy rendition Lessons. of "Daddy Lessons" with the Dixie Chicks. It was just stunning. It was great. I, mean, I was really wishing that a black woman would close out the CMAs. Like I'm telling all my friends, like she's gonna yeah, close, she's yeah, gonna yeah. close, and then she, she just came out of nowhere in like the 9:30 hour or something like that. But she did great the Dixie Chicks were amazing and it was just it didn't feel forced no which I loved you know because sometimes these like genre fusion performances can really fall flat but this was like well yeah and the Dixie Chicks they've been like performing that song for their whole tour so they're like they, they were, were practicing for this it. moment, I yeah. bet. I yeah. bet Beyonce was like, like, phone them up so first I see thing. y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see y'all. Should I come to Nashville or not? Nah? Like, that's exactly how the conversation yeah. between Dixie Probably. Chicks and Beyonce went. I mean, this head, was their, like, big return to the CMAs, too, because they basically were estranged for criticizing yeah. George Bush back in 2003. Yeah. Country can hold a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, true. it's... They... And it was the 50th anniversary. You had Taylor yeah. Swift in attendance, too. Taylor Swift with bad hair, I have to say. I was just... A Depressed. Like yeah. Taylor Swift's hair should not look like my hair. <laughs> Taylor Swift's hair should look like Taylor Swift. Like I mean, uh, but Carrie Underwood's five thousand wardrobe changes made up for it. Definitely, she so. she's got dresses, man. Yeah, Downs for days. Many capes. Dress game on she's point. She's got a lot of capes. She can pull off a good cape, yes. which not many people can do. Exactly. I feel like imagine what I would look like if I were wearing a cape. You know. Uh, not good. <laughs> I, I think you would look sunny. Anyway, well, thank <laughs> gearing you off all. topic. Yeah. Um, from the CMAs to Drake. Who just yeah. constantly yeah. makes a cameo As usual, in our podcast? We're doing our Drake update because we pay attention. You know what? We speak to the people. The people love Drake. We're trying to give you what you want. Yeah. Um, Drake released more new music because he, because he's Drake. Well, he celebrated his thirtieth and thirtieth birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it was like his thirtieth anniversary. He's only thirty. His thirtieth life anniversary, I should say. <laughs> he, he celebrated his thirtieth life anniversary last week. Um, and happy he Earthstrong, is Drake. yes, happy Earth Strong. And he is tangled in this 
I don't know, like this crazy, never-ending beef with Kid Cudi. I mean, when is he? When is <laughs> beef with Drake people, ever ending? Like, but now it's Kid Cudi. Do you know, beef with, like Kid Cudi is so just utterly insignificant in 2016. No offense, Kid Cudi, but it's true. Hey, the guy's in rehab. <laughs> I know, but I mean, as a musical force, like he's not doing anything. So I mean. He Adele. was there with early Kanye, like 808's Kanye. I know. And I, then I understand he took the that history sound. of you know, there's like there's levels. And he was on Travis Scott's album and he co-signs the young gun sometimes. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I just feel like Drake needs to pick on people his own size and the, those people are not kid goody. <laughs> um but anyway, like he releases these songs. The one that's a like a So kid he Cuddy released four songs. Yeah, yeah so he released four songs. Officially released, um right? so it's fake love. Two birds, sneak one in. stone. Sneak in with Twenty One Savage, and I want to say, want to know. Yeah, that one a was like a of remix. Of yeah, a, yeah, from an artist named and Dave. The, that one and the uh, Two Birds, One Stone yep. aren't official. They're not officially released. The other yeah. ones are. And surprise, they debuted in the top forty of the Hot One Hundred because people are out here buying, streaming. So this playing. is what we want to do: audience participation. <laughs> Please. Tweeted us if you purchased the new Drake songs. We just wanted, like, no judgment. It, people love Drake. We just want to know who. We're just curious. We're not buying them. We don't know anyone who's buying them. So tell us if you're doing it. We should, like, make it clear, though. Like, I'm an Apple Music subscriber. Mm-hmm. And so when I upload it, that doesn't mean that I bought it, right? Right. No. So it just it means I. I but there are people it out there purchasing it, it for a dollar twenty nine or yeah. whatever they cost. So if you use a dollar twenty nine of your hard earned money to buy Drake's new singles, just tweet at us. Yeah. Yeah. And just let us tell know. us and tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, JK. I mean, but yeah. you know, you he, could tell his us staying why. power is because everyone just just does Thirst it. They're like for more they're, Drake they're material, there. and we just want to we want to understand better. So we want to we yeah. want to get more familiar with the Drake Hive, basically. <laughs> and this December, um, he is dropping a playlist project, whatever yes, the hell that that's means. That's what these songs are from. It <laughs> means more compilation. Life. It means compilation. That's Drake exactly. wants to come up with new words for things that he doesn't need to make. <laughs> um, but I mean, there you have it. Like another another thing that people are probably going to throw their money at. Um, because Drake because it says has his name OVO. on it. Yes. Because exactly. October's very own Drake. But um, I'm sure I'm going to be listening to it ad nauseum because it'll be everywhere. I probably won't. <laughs> I mean, unless I am forced to, but we'll see. Maybe well, it'll be Well, we great. do work at Billboard. I know. So I know. So I am we'll forced to. We'll, <laughs> we'll probably give it a few spins <laughs> and report back later. But for now, we have got a loaded... Episode. Yeah, we've got a little a little theme happening with today's episode because mm-hmm. Adele and I, as you might have noticed if you're a listener, maybe, you know, we, we like football, you know, it could just we throw that in there sometimes or all the time. <laughs> right. Um, but it's been an interesting month for women in the NFL, um, you know, yet another domestic violence scandal and of course happening in the middle of the nfl's one tribute to women breast cancer awareness month you know where players wear random pink pink accessories on their uniform supposed to fight sexism yes there you go exactly um it's just like uh, the nfl makes a lot of decisions where you're like you make that thinking emoji yeah exactly you make the thinking emoji we'll put it in the post we can't physically we show you we can't show you but we assume you know what we're talking about but anyway they make all these questionable decisions particularly when it comes to women but they did make a good one their very first 
analytics expert, which a position that just didn't exist before, mm-hmm. is the woman, one of our guests on this episode, Cynthia Freeland. Freeland. Yeah. So um, she was amazing. She's incredible. giving us all the gems. Yeah. And I com- midway through the interview, I completely forgot that she worked on NFL <laughs> Fantasy Live. I was just like so entranced by everything she was talking about. I was like, ooh, you're like the fantasy football savant. Like, oh, I my know. God, where were you the past nine weeks? Like my, just talking to her. She's like so smart. Like everything she says, Adele and I were just like jaws on the floor. Yes. But um, but, but yeah, so thank that you to her awesome. for appearing on the podcast. Definitely, um, she also she also has a few takeaways about the Billboard charts. You know, switching yes. it up for her, and we now want to offer a job. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Cynthia, Cynthia, if you're listening, if you want to take a serious pay cut, you can come on <laughs> <the> Billboard. <laughs> <laughs> and then elsewhere on the podcast, we also have Miss Ooh herself, <laughs> Young Ma, who actually used to play football. Yeah. when she was younger. You know, ladies like football. That's the takeaway from this podcast. Exactly. And um, she goes in depth about playing basically all the positions on the field. Um, We also have a cameo from our sound guy. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Doing Too Much. (laughs) (laughs) You see the ring? I'm eating salad. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That is our MVP. Wait, he's like he's still not done. We're he's still, still not, forgetting we're still his like his winning. I don't even know. What yeah, words I want to for use right sure. Now, but, yeah. but you know, he makes a cameo in our young MA interview. Unfortunately, Natalie, I was tied up in another. It was a day that the magazine closed. Yes, and I had to do so she was thing, off. So. You know, handling very important mag business. But I love young MA. She was great. She is a Giants fan. And um, we talk a little bit about how, like, even the Cleveland Cavaliers have been dancing along to her song. So it's a great episode, basically, is what we're trying to say. get pumped and get ready to tune in. All right. Well, first up, here's Young M.A. Yo, 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 what is up, Ballin' Out listeners? Today we have a very special guest. She is a Brooklyn rapper, and her latest hit is, ooh, Ooh. welcome, Young M.A. Thank you. What I do, Young M.A.? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. I mean, I know this is your stomping ground, so I was going to say welcome back to New York. Oh, yeah, this is home, What have you been up to in these past couple of months since the song blew up? Oh, man, busy, 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 man. Busy body. Um, Mostly touring. Mostly just going to different cities and making movies. What's been like the most eye-popping experience so far? Like, is there a specific uh, city you've never been to before that kind of like just blew your mind? The most eye-popping experience was when I um, opened up for Beyonce Ooh. at MetLife. Nothing casual. Crazy. That's crazy. crazy. What is that even like? You're catering to the beehive at this point. Right. The craziest fan base in the world. I was like, I was excited. Like, I was like mesmerized on the stage. Like, I felt like I was a fan on the stage. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For the people. Like, it was right. a different feeling. It was something I never felt before. I even messed up my words. Like, that's how excited I was. Yeah. I was just looking up at everything and my eyes was just glowing. I just couldn't believe I was in that moment right then and there. So, that was like the most big, you know, life changing experience for me. That's amazing, and I'm yeah. sure everybody was singing along for you. So Absolutely. even if you mess up the words, yeah, it was the heavenly, everybody, everybody said it was like, ah. yeah, it was crazy for sure. I mean, so um, recently, actually, Nicki Minaj did an interview with the Breakfast Club and co-signed you and said that she just really loves you. Like, yeah, yeah. When you have people like you know Nicki Minaj and then Fifty Cent, your idol, co-signing you, yeah. what does that even feel like? It feels good, man. Um, 
the um, I ain't gonna lie. The, the Nicki Minaj thing caught me by surprise. You understand? Like I didn't, I didn't expect that. You know what I mean? But I definitely appreciate it. Um, that was dope. You know what I mean? Cause she definitely a big, you know, big, big problem in the game. Mm-hmm. So you know, I definitely appreciate that. And I, I, I appreciate it because a lot of people are trying to put, you know, f- you know, female artists against each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm happy that that came about to, you know, basically shut everybody down. Like, listen, it's not that. So right. cut all that negativity out. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Um, 50 Cent, of course, that was big, you know what I mean? That was like my idol since a kid, so to have his co-sign and to have him on my on my song is just like big. To even to, to have even met him was like crazy, mm-hmm. you understand? So you I'm, also, I'm blessed, man. I know. I mean, you also made a cameo in the Beast by Dre commercial. How did that come about? Yeah, a lot of people didn't expect that. <laughs> like, know, how did like, you? <laughs> like, whoa, how did you? Yeah, my team, man, my team, we working. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is my team. Like, we, we really, you know what I mean? We really believe in what we do. And we really, you know, fighting for what we do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so um, a lot of people need to understand, like, when we say we working, we're really working. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no games. We're not playing around. This is really what we're trying to do. And we're trying to, you know, basically prove people wrong, too, at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing it. For sure. Yeah. And now the reason why I called you into Ballin' Out, you know, being that it's a sports meets music podcast, mm-hmm. is because at nine years old, you actually played football. Yeah. Only girl on the team. Yeah. So, okay, tell me, how did that happen? Uh, well, I was always playing throughout the neighborhood when I used to live in VA. I was living in the South, and um, everybody know me as, like, the tomboy. You know what I mean? I always hung with the boys, always played basketball, football, kickball, whatever the sport was. But football was, like, my main sport. Like, that's something I always was in love with as a kid. And I really played it. Like, it wasn't like they treated me, like, because I was a girl that they had to be, you know, soft on me or, or, you know what I mean, be cool. Like, it was like we really played. Like, I was one of the boys. You know what I mean? So how it came about was a lot of people from the school and a lot of people from my neighborhood was telling the coaches, like, yo, y'all need to have her on the team. She's nice. But, you know, a lot of people was like, you know, she a girl, like, you sure? And then it was one day I went to, to one of the practices and actually showed the coach I can play. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. What position are you most comfortable playing in? Um, I was I was all over. Like, I didn't care. I was doing right receiving. I was running back. I was quarterback. Like, I have an arm and all that. Like, I was I was ready to play any mm-hmm. any position. Um, But being that they had a lot of starters already, they didn't really start me at, at, at the quarterback position yeah. or the running back position. They put me at right receiver or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? But I was just blessed for the opportunity to be able to be the girl on the team. Yeah. So that was, like, one of my first – like, you know, real life experience changes right there to be the first girl on the football right. team. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. And I mean, like, even, you know, you look at the rap game and it's kind of like everybody bunches all the women together as female rappers. But even in, like, sports, you know, only WNBA really gets shine. But do you right. feel like it's time for sports to start embracing more women and incorporating them into teams? Or should they have their own separate ones? Uh... I don't know. It's I know just, there's a safety factor. Yeah, I'm about too. to say, you yeah. know, there's a safety factor too, you know, that comes along with it. Um, I don't know. It depends on how tough the chick is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If she if she ready to take that on, then that she gonna have to sign that off. And, you know what I <laughs> right. mean? So if it's you know if it's, it's a way, it's willing. For you know? sure. And yeah. now, which teams do you represent? Um, meaning like most of my favorite like, team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big New York Giants fan. Like I've always liked the the the, the Blue Boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the G-Men. Sure. G-Men, man. How, big Blue. Are you a big fan of Odell Beckham? Yeah, I like Odell Beckham. Yeah. He's that's like he's actually like more than newer guys, right? Because mm-hmm. I've I've seen like uh, um all the Tumor and and all the older guys. I was yeah. big fans from then. You know what yeah. I mean? So those was like big wide receivers or whatever. So yeah, definitely a big fan. Of Who kind of got you into sports? Um. Uh, I guess it was just more so like my nature. 
Like I just like my brother. My I, I could say my older brother, rest in peace. I could say my older brother because he was, you know, he was always like into sports and he was like the big brother that I looked up to. So I would definitely say him. And um, just the neighborhood, like you know, being around boys. I don't know. I just, I just had this nature of wanting to be a tomboy, like yeah. you know what I mean. And then it just happened. Yeah. But I love that though because it just feels like sometimes, you know, you look at women and they're like, oh, they don't even really want to watch boys. They just want to be cheerleaders. Right, you know right, what I'm right. Saying? But there are women out here like yours truly who actually really, really do enjoy watch right. sports. Um, in terms of the NBA, because it is tip off tonight, the official yeah. NBA season starts tonight. Is yeah. there anybody you're specifically rooting for? Um, I ain't gonna lie, I was I was a Golden State fan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was a, I was a Golden State fan. I like I like Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. Um, I just recently actually saw though the Cavaliers dancing to Ooh. So, <laughs> uh oh, so yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I still I still mess with Golden State. Yeah. I still I'm a big fan of Golden State, but I like I like the Cavs. I appreciate them too, rocking out to the music. Hopefully they come out to that. Yeah. yeah you know. I mean, you never know. Never know. You, you never know? know. I mean, but the thing is, the Cavs are taking on my beloved Knicks, so you yeah. know how that's going to go down. Yeah, I it's mean, it's going to be a watch. I don't know. I, never, I don't know. I never was like a big football fan. I mean, um, basketball, basketball fan. fan. Yeah, I, I was always into football, so yeah. I never really had a favorite team on basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but shout yeah. out to Golden State though. Yeah, yeah, and sure. the Knicks too, because that's this, you know that's the hometown. I, that is so the home team. I, 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 I will be rooting for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. And now, what can we expect from you in the future? Uh, definitely an album. Like I, I, I want to give the world an album. I want them to. to I mean, to is see there something. pressure though? Because you seem like nah, no pressure. No more pressure. I, yeah. I, I thought it was pressure at first. I'm not. I'm not scared of the pressure no more. Yeah. Like, I, I got out of that 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 little phase. Yeah. I'm focused. I'm ready to give the world me. Mm -hmm. For real, you know what I mean, and and I don't think it's no pressure because I'm something fresh, you know what I mean. So and I'm versatile, so it's a lot of stuff people ain't gonna expect from me. Mm -hmm. They expect certain things, but then I hit them from left field, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, mm -hmm. you know. So no pressure no more. For sure. Well, thank you so much for stopping by today. Thank you. Yo, my bad. Could I ask one yeah. question? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, guest question for Mr. Doing Too Much here. All right, yeah, so I'm I'm from New York, and I take a lot of pride in you bringing back New York, in my opinion, you know. Thank you. It's, uh, I look at the state of rap in New York, and um, it's not too many cats out here doing what you're doing. So I, I guess just speak on, you know, what you see as the state of New York hip-hop. Um, well, yeah, I've definitely been always been a fan of, of, of New York hip-hop, of course, you know, being from the city or whatever. And that's what made me love music, you understand? So... It was always like just in my nature to still have that sound and, and kind of remind people like, yo, this is New York City. Like we 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 the rulers. We started this. Like let's just let's let's get back to that. You know what I mean? Let's get back to the sound. Let's let's let everybody else have what they have and, and, and you know what I mean, do what they do. Not saying that whatever everybody else is doing is, is wrong. I'm not against no other type of music. I love old music. You mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? But I know where I'm from and I know what I was grew up I grew up on. You mm -hmm. understand? And it's just in my roots to just be that way and, and, and express myself that way. So um it's it's getting back and I'm I'm definitely working at it and you know what I mean, shout out to everybody else that's, you know, putting that work in as well. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm definitely grateful and I'm gonna keep working at it, whether they like it or not. And we know you're so New York because you got the Yankees hat got and the, the Tim's on the right now. <laughs> you already know. You already know. We out here. <laughs> just trying to do what my brother didn't. Right. I love you, nigga. The pain deep, I can feel it in my stomach, nigga. But that's the pain and the hunger, nigga. I'm from the jungle. To feel success, you gotta struggle. To get where I'm at, I had to hustle. That's why I'm humble. Now we've got our. Um, jam-packed interview with Cynthia Freeland from the NFL. Such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. Yeah, such a vibrant thing, 
Alright, so we are so excited to welcome to this episode of Ballin' Out, Cynthia Freeland, the Woo! NFL's first analytics expert. Um, we're, she's awesome, and we're going to dive into all the ways in which she's awesome, and she's going to talk a little music, talk a little football, but we just want to plug, first of all, you can follow her on Twitter at C Freeland. you know, simple, keeping it simple, and she's also <laughs> on the NFL Network all week long, NFL Fantasy Live at 5 p.m. Eastern, and every Sunday on NFL Game Day Morning. So just, you're all over the place. <laughs> Keeping busy. They don't let me have days off, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the season is crazy. We just, we wanted to start just like, you didn't always work in sports, right? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> no. So how did you end up at the NFL? So I'm a, um, I'm like a, I, I started off, I went to Boston College undergrad and then I got into banking um, okay. after school and which was kind of a weird turn because I like started medical school and dropped out and oh, it's, wow. just, it's, it's a bad story. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very expensive mistake and <clears throat> very. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, I'll get this banking job. I didn't even know what that meant. So I started because um, it was always very quant, like a very like, you know, mass minded. Right. Um, and then I was like, well, I kind of like valuations and like telling stories through numbers. And I was pretty creative with it, which sounds weird because numbers aren't usually creative. But, you know, you kind of don't think people don't necessarily think of those two things together. But I think that the numbers could be very creative. So I went back to business school and then I started working at the NFL in the league office. And I was working on projects like um, valuing a team for sale, um, figuring out how to move a team to L.A., you know, from a like fan avidity standpoint and also the rookie pay scale. And that's where I started marrying on like what happened on the field performance and the product, meaning the game, to numbers. And that's kind of where it all started. And then fast forward a little bit, uh, I, you know, I was at ESPN working in an, on an, in an innovation capacity. And then we're like, okay, we'll, we'll try this. And, <laughs> and this is how we got here, I guess. <laughs> that's so awesome. It seems really cool. And also, it's like, it's funny because, you know, I just sort of came across your story, like, online, obviously. And I was like, oh, this woman sounds awesome and super interesting. <laughs> but it's actually so tied to what we do here at Billboard. Because, like, you're saying, like, telling stories through numbers and stuff. Like, that's totally. basically what we're doing is, like, trying to find meaning and trends through, like, music sales and the industry. Absolutely. No, I think there's, like, uh, like I hate, I kind of hate the buzzword big data, just because, like, I don't know what it means necessarily, but it's, like, there is a very real, like, if you can creatively tell the story of numbers, and there are so many numbers, and if you can figure out which ones matter and which ones don't, you are way ahead of the game in every business. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know mm-hmm. we sent you over, like, some, like, super intro level stuff, and I know there's not, like, a lot of hard numbers there, <laughs> but, like, was yeah. it interesting for you to look at the charts at all and the kind of things that we're looking at? Yeah, like, what were some of your takeaways just by looking at the charts? So, for me, it's always interesting, you know, I, I'm curious, like, in terms of genres and in terms of how long something stays popular, I, I, I have a few more questions, like, how, uh, like, what goes into the calculations, but to yeah. me, the way that, the way that it, I, I would argue the co- even cooler thing to look at would be to take those charts and to map them to other things. So, for example, when the Weather Channel, they know that when it rains, like, it's not necessary. Okay, I can't remember the exact um, 
they give you a whole bunch of examples when you listen to them talk about it. Sales of certain things go up, and it's not necessarily huh. umbrellas, right? Mm-hmm. I would love to know how, you know, when these types of songs and songs, um, you know, obviously they're really interested in the Music Genome Project, which was how Pandora kind of came up with right, their algorithm right, right. in order to, you know, to see what's next on your playlist. I'm curious, you could take the, the charts and the popularity charts that Billboard creates that are so amazing and figure out how they map to, you know, other things like sales of X or, you know, what's going on. Maybe it's like some some push and some pull, like during yeah. election season, are which types of songs are more popular during, you know, like, it, it'd be curious, to, I'd be curious to, like, map it to all the different cultural events. Yeah, definitely. No, Listen, we're going to check if there's an opening at Billboard. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, come hang out. Have you definitely um, <laughs> contribute? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's no, it. Like, we should do. We should figure out some fun. Like, there has to be something really like a, a cool. Like, you know, they play tons of music. Like in the beginning to like pump players up, right? Yeah. I'm curious if there is like a correlation between like warm up music and and success on the field. Yeah, oh my god, that, that would, would actually so be amazing. Cool. <laughs> All right, we have to right? talk more about this <laughs> offline. But yeah, yeah that's, no, I really that's, like that. That's like our go to question. You know, like we always ask about players' playlists, like because mm-hmm. we've interviewed a fair number of athletes, as you probably saw on the podcast and it is interesting yeah. mm-hmm. i mean obviously hip-hop is dominant but, yeah but there's a there's a range yeah for sure. oh there's a huge range for sure and um you know i guess we can also uh walk on a similar plane in that music is such a male-dominated business and i know that <laughs> working in sports you can speak very well to that so what has been like your personal experience of just you know rising a, to the top yeah, as a woman in exactly. your field so to me, I try to take the things that seem like a, like maybe a disadvantage and make them an advantage. So I think that's like that's like a little like you know silly thing to say, but I actually try to live it right. So for example, nobody expects me to have played football. So if I ask a question that uh, maybe a man thinks is like silly or embarrassing, like if I don't know where the safety is in a play when I'm when I'm watching film, and I'm like, hey, what's going on here? I can go and ask someone who has a gold jacket. And mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about them thinking I'm dumb, right? Because right. I'm getting smarter by asking the best people around, right? So I try to take that and use that to my advantage. So for me, like creating ways of analyzing football and all sports with numbers, often it's about who your inputs are. So if you have people with gold jackets that are your input, you're going to have better output. And because I'm, I have, there's no shame. I mean, no one expects me to be like, you know, a lockdown corner. Like I've never once, <laughs> never once, once been mistaken for like, you know, any of my coworkers. So, right. it's, but it's a good thing. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, scrolling through your LinkedIn, we saw that you are also a Pilates instructor. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Um, (laughs) What don't you do? (laughs) Well, it's kind of like, it was one of those things where when I went to college, like I I still wanted to be active. I didn't place, I you know, I had a math scholarship to go to college. (laughs) That's awesome, though. Yeah, no, and I still wanted to like, you know, be involved. And I was like, well, this could be a way to like have an awesome job, Um, you know, because I played sports all growing up and danced and ice skated. I'm from Michigan, so like that's a normal thing when you're from Michigan, Um, you know, so it was like, okay, well, where's something where I can kind of be involved and also have a part-time job because I needed the money. So it was a great blend of the two. There you go. That's amazing. What are your, what do you play during class? That's what we want to know. 
You want to add to our well, playlist. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You should, like, anyone who's ever taken a class with me, it was really funny because it's, it, they definitely, I'm like, just so you know, like, swearing's allowed in my class. <laughs> <laughs> Sign us up. Like, <laughs> like, every song possible. Like, we're good. Like, I, I think, like, I did an entire class to, like, Frank Ocean. So you just had to, like, Amazing. you know, like an entire album, right? So yes. you're like, well, he's going to swear. It's just going to happen. You've heard it before. You'll hear it again. Yeah. It's okay. Like, <laughs> so. Any yeah. favorites from his recent Blonde album? You know, so I'm a big fan of like I I I don't know which one's my favorite yet. I, I have to I have to because when I'm walking, I so recently moved to California to take this job, and as I'm listening to it, I'm like it, the whole album kind of reminds me of moving. You know, because it's a big move from Connecticut to California. Right. So I. It's kind of like a memory thing. Like, so maybe the whole album right now. It's a terrible answer, but <laughs> no, that's one fine. Emerge it was a, a great album. Yeah. What's that? It was a great album. So, yeah. So, I'd just, have to but say the whole the same thing, thing, like, I remember like driving, like, figuring out where to live and being like, okay, well, the ocean's there, so I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> so, yeah. a positive. And now, being someone who's constantly on the move and has, you know, moved from city to city, like, who do you root for? I'm from Michigan, so I am a Michigan all-professional <laughs> sports. I know. It's very hard. However, having worked in this industry, um, so I do root for Lions, but I'm kind of like a tortured Lions fan. Like, I'm okay I mean, it. I think like, all Lions fans are tortured, right? So are Jets fans, so it's fine. <laughs> totally. You know, the, like, we get it, right? We totally get it. But I tend to root for players who I like on specific teams. Um, so when I'm, like, making my algorithms, which, by the way, they're all named after old school rappers. What? What? That's okay, please tell us more. <laughs> Both of us just went silent and looked at each other with, like, a, a light in our eyes. Oh, please tell us more. Right. <laughs> well, because then, because like it's way more fun to be like, you know what, old dirty bastard just didn't work this week, <laughs> you know. But Run DMC always does. Like every single time, like it just makes more. It's way more fun to refer to them in those terms as opposed to being like, blah blah blah, hive pig, whatever. You know, like type it, right. talk about it like that. So for me, it ends up being like, you know, my favorite players are kind of like that, like the ones who I enjoy coding for the most. Like, you know, this week, like I, well, Sharkhandrick West is really interesting to me with Spencer Ware probably not playing. So to me, I call him Charky and I like talking about Charky, but I don't, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. I just really like him. I like coding for him. So it happens to me. It has nothing to do with his, I don't know. He might be a great guy. He might not. Who knows? I mean, he's got a great I name like, and that's yes. like a very good first step. Yes. So. Right. He has a great name and a great name. Nickname, so <laughs> you know, and, and then obviously players like along the way that I've met who have been great. Then you know, I tend to I tend to kind of like look out for them or root for them to sort of you know, like I I have um, the coolest part is like learning how to evaluate rookies before like in the combine and the draft. Right. That's mm-hmm. been really hard, but also very rewarding. And I tend to like the players who I like really watch a lot of film on and like ask my mentors to t- to help me understand like when you hold the ball this high like how does that change like you know your your center of gravity versus when you run low and like what's the problems or challenges about being an undersized quarterback versus a really tall quarterback like Brock Osler is super tall (laughs) right Yeah, so but like stuff like that. So I tend I tend to root for the people who like when I was watching them on film, like I like like really understood well because and I want them to do well when they you know make it to the pros. Interesting. Did you see Dak Prescott coming? You talked about predicting rookies. 
Um, I actually, so I did an analysis of Dak Prescott, and because there were like, it was an interesting thing because we kind of came. I'm, I don't like to like be like good or bad because that's not how I. That's not how um, like I evaluate things. Um, the way that I do it is, I took ten years of actual player data and I just clustered them into five groups. So like elite, above average, average, below average, well below average, yeah. and then I asked a whole bunch of coaches to vet my list. Like these are players in the NFL, so like. Once they got there, they had been drafted in the past 10 years, but, like, this is where they how they performed. And there were some right. things, like, within three years, blah, blah, blah. And then, so once you make those, like, five different clusters, you can evaluate, like, a Dak Prescott coming out of school and say, like, if he gets in X type of system, is he going to be more like Tim Tebow, which a lot of people compare Dak Prescott to Tim Tebow coming out of the draft, mm-hmm. or does he have a chance to be something different? Mm-hmm. And the way, like, so I was more, the interesting part about Dak Prescott was, the way it sort of netted out was because if you look back when he was at um, Mississippi State, right. he he had like some really interesting splits. Like he had like I don't know, I think it's like six or seven touchdowns in one game that was super super close, mm-hmm. and then other games he'd have like three picks. Like so he rose to the challenge, but we kind of we kind of figured out you know, when I went through with my mentor and everything if he had a good running back and he had a good O line that he could he had the you know, he had some of the, the poise to make it because, you know, if you saw what he was able to do at Mississippi State and um, in his the senior bowl and all the things that you can watch. But, again, if he would have ended up on a team with a very lousy O-line, he may not be who he is today. Nice. Yeah. Does this make you a fantasy football pro? Like, do you actually That's play? That's what show she's on. Duh. She's I'm silly. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Sorry. I'm in another world today. So, no, I mean, no, but how good. great are you? It, like, when it comes to... Do you to, win everything? Yeah, that's like what I... That's, that champ. was my question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I've, I've gotten... So, the, the league that you guys should know about is where I play with my girlfriends. I make my girlfriends play with me, and I tell them, like, fun stories to go along with. You know, each week we have, like, a snarky email that goes out. But oh. we play for expensive shoes. And wow. I like it that. Is, it is called the Louboutin Lombardi Trophy. Yes. the winner take all. That's amazing. And I will say, we've played for three years, and I've won two of his three years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you have a you have an advantage, though. <laughs> I feel like no, no, but like, look, you know, there's when you play with like when I play with the people here at you know NFL at the NFL and we play in our experts league. Everybody is an expert, right? Just and they take a different strategy and approach. So you know, it's it's it really dep- you know there's a little bit of luck too, right? Like Definitely. if somebody doesn't get hurt, there's there's a number of things that you know that go into that. So. You said you had some Seahawks and Jets nuggets for us. <laughs> well, yes, of course. So I, I definitely. So the first one for me that I think is really interesting is I want to see what happens with the Seahawks O line this week. So last week they started an undrafted rookie free agent out of Western Kentucky. He's a hilltopper. <laughs> His name is George Fant, and yeah, he started yeah, him at yeah. left tackle. And that is a pretty scary thing considering, definitely. you know. Right, like you, I think we like maybe like when you think about the Seahawks, you just think about their defense, and you think about Russell Wilson being great, but you kind of forget that like the O line needs to oh, give him some time 100%. to throw. Percent. The O line is like my biggest like sadness in the world. <laughs> I was I was reading an article about Dak Prescott this morning, which is why I asked from ESPN Magazine, and I was yeah. just like, this makes me so sad about our offensive line. It's just like a tragedy. No, it's, it's hard. Like that's it's, but it's hard because like as a fan, it's really hard to know 
a good O-line and a not good. Like, I guess you can tell not good, like, when you see Andrew Luck getting sacked, like, 31 times, right? right. Like, that mm-hmm. leads the league. But there are some ways that kind of you can visually see it, but, like, it's hard because, you know, especially maybe Russell Wilson hasn't been 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. You, It's hard to know. It's hard to really see, like, okay, which, you know, what's going on here? Is it more, you know, is it Russell Wilson not being healthy or is it like the line not giving him right. time or is it both or what's going on? So, I mean, to me, the, and hopefully they'll camp Chancellor way back and some of the other pieces on defense. But I mean, I'm, I'm not super worried about this team overall though. Like no? I, I think you're, I think you're, nope. I think you're in a good spot. I'm glad that you think that oh. I'm, this has been a rough couple of weeks, but I hope maybe the bills will acquiesce. I don't think so, though. Yeah. That Percy Harvin thing was tricky. I'm like, okay, Rex Ryan, I see you. Like, but, I mean, it's like I don't think that's the first time he's done something like no, that, No, right? definitely like, not. It's just right. like, it's hilarious. <laughs> the Bills' D-line is good. I think they have the second most sacks right now in the NFL. What? So, yeah, that's th- I know. This week, could be, this week could be tricky, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I think... I think overall you're as okay, long as though. Russell doesn't like die. You know, we need him to remain <laughs> alive yeah, for like that. another week. Sierra will be so sad if he dies. So, so sad. Yeah. No, I don't, we don't want to make Sierra sad. Yeah, so, definitely. The Jets, on the other hand, that uh, one's. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. Here. It's like it really just depends on the type of day they're having. <laughs> That's how it f- yeah. feels like these past two victories. You know, which is like yay for us as Jets fans, but it's like Fitzpatrick. It's I don't. I don't even know. You know, what to a tidbit say. for you is that um, Adele and I went to a Jets party and Ryan Fitzpatrick was there. Like, not like a Jets team party, like a fan thing. We're not that fancy. But um, we did talk to Ryan Fitzpatrick and Adele asked him what his favorite band was. And he said Mumford and Sons. So that basically tells you all you need to know about Got Ryan it. Fitzpatrick. Got it. Got it. You know, I I feel like if you would have given me five like guesses as to what that band is, I probably that that would have been it might have been in there. Yeah, like, I'm sure. I might have gone with I might have actually gone with Dave Matthews Band first. <laughs> He's amazing. ever so I mean, slightly I feel like more. That's like the right age and like the beard. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, for yes. sure. I mean, but what is what do you think is the key to victory for my my beloved Jets? <sighs> well. The, <laughs> Well, you know, look, you want your you want to give your best pieces the best chance to do their best, and I don't know if Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing to Brandon Marshall is working this year. Doesn't yeah. seem to be. Um, Quincy Anunua has been a great yes. addition. You know, the, the Jets don't typically use their tight end in the passing game very often. So Quincy Anunua, he's big. He can catch the ball. He's been a bright spot for sure, especially with Eric Decker out. Um, and Matt Forte obviously has come to play you know i think like we've seen other running backs that are kind of in his age category retiring this year so it's been a nice you know matt forte has been a nice um like i'm not gonna call him a surprise but like he's performed like you would expect a matt forte Mm -hmm. to perform um the you know the defense is really strong against the run and as for as strong as they are against the run they really susceptible to deep passes so it's kind of like, like I don't think that we see Jay Ajay run for 200 yards against them this week. Like, just not going to happen. Um, but Let's hope not. <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. Wilkerson think... can be a saving grace sometimes, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think. Well, I, I mean, in fairness, I didn't think he was going to do it twice in a row, but I, I certainly don't think he's going to do it three times in a row, especially against this, like, that run defense is just way right, too good for yeah. that. 
So um, I don't think anyone in like the history has ever done it three times in a row. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I don't think so. So um, unless a miracle so yeah. happens, <laughs> well, for, we actually have a colleague who's a Dolphins fan, so it would be a miracle. For yeah, for sure. <laughs> Correct. For sure. I, you know, you can tell your colleague that's a Dolphins fan that I love their coach. They have a well. You, uh, Todd Bowles is a great coach too, but I really like Adam Gase. Like, I think you know, give it a little while to to progress. And I, he's one of my like as a human being, he's great. So I, I'm a big Adam Gase fan. So. It's all There's Chris. a bright spot there. Definitely. Sure. We will let him know. I just realized, talking running backs, I have to ask. Kristen Michael. Yes. I am a fan. <laughs> yes. I I love Kristen Michael so much. The um, Awakening. Yes, yes The Awakening. <laughs> I actually interviewed him about his mixtape, and it was just delightful. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Kristen Michael? Is he truly, like, will he ever be elite, or is he stuck in dropping the ball land? You know, I I think, like, it will depend. They need to figure out what, how to, I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't know what elite means necessarily, right? Like, I I know what elite means. I know that Tom (laughs) Brady's elite. But in terms of running backs, like, do I think he's David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott? No, I don't. I don't think he's up there with those two and or Lev Bell. But I don't think he's, like, you know, someone who, I don't think he's, if if you want to put it in fantasy football terms, I don't think he's, like, a situational start. I think he's, like, a strong RB1 most weeks, right? Like, I mean, until if they have a committee, then that changes things. But I think... I think, you know, to me, I think you play him this week for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I think he's elite. I, and I, I like him. It's not you a like personal him. thing. It's not personal. <laughs> and it's not personal. I, you know, I just, I, have you I don't checked know out his mixtape? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like, but I, don't, I wouldn't put him in the same category as David Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott or Lev Bell or any of those guys. Fair enough. I, I have suppose. both of those people on my team. Yeah. Which I okay. Love. Whatever, Adele. <laughs> you know, I have running Ezekiel back game Elliot strong. My other team. Yes, running back game yeah. strong. For sure. Adele did beat me in fantasy football. I'm I'm like I, in the I, lead, but it's. I like, mean, but, it's okay. You're, you, it's hard to go undefeated. Yes. Yes, That's, it is hard to true. go undefeated. Very I'm very like true. the more experienced fantasy person, but yeah, I but still I mean, acquiesced to. Who are your quarterbacks? My quarterbacks in the league I'm in with Adele, I have Tom Brady. I did the wait. Okay. I waited through the suspension, even yeah. though I hate Tom yeah. Brady with like my whole heart. Yeah. I did it, and I've gotten endless flack from everyone. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to win this fantasy football. That's <laughs> true. I mean, he's Tom Brady, you know, for sure. And then I have Aaron Rodgers, and then Matt Ryan on my bench. Matt Ryan's on your bench. I know. Yeah, that's why I was about to ask. I was like, go put Matt Ryan in right now. Yes, you think so? He's well, Aaron tonight. Rodgers did great last week. Right now. Okay. Right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. A lot of people have actually been telling me like, why is he just sitting there? I'm like, okay, you're right. You're yeah, right. you need to trade him for someone good or whatever. You know, um, it's just yeah, or get rid of Aaron Rodgers. He I has mean. a pretty if your if your playoffs are dirt, like normal time, he has a pretty good playoff schedule for fantasy. So I might get rid of. AR twelve. Ah, okay. You heard I mean, it here first. Been, Thank the Packers you. Packers have been like I know they have injury issues. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I like Aaron Rodgers this week too. But I, Matt Ryan is I I believe he's just he's been consistently have better. better. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and then tonight, you got to get it in quick because it's yes, tonight. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I know. I have to set my lineup too. Also, we wanted to ask just like generally, you've given us some hints, but like, what are you listening to right now? Oh, right now? Like, what did I listen to this morning before yeah, coming in here? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, um, so like my, if I had to have like a come out music, right? Like my pump up music? <laughs> yes. 
it kind of rotates, but right now I'm like going through a revival of Vibrant Thing by Q-Tip. Yes. You know, the the tribe is coming out with a final album soon. Yeah. I know. I don't want to call it final. I'm going to call it. I know. Next. They're actually going to be in an upcoming issue of Billboard magazine. You heard (gasps) it here first. Yeah. (laughs) Which would be great. I love that. Um, But I'm so my other like weird thing that I do is um, I like teach myself how to play old school rap on the piano. So my because like my I think my mom like really wanted me to like be like she really wanted me to play the piano and I do play like classical stuff. I like Chopin. I like like you know normal stuff. But I was like, well, if I'm gonna do this, I should like figure out like I play like a lot of pop pop songs and old school rap. Nice. I mean, hey, that sounds like Super a blast. random. You've got, I'm like just envious of all of your many talents. I feel like. <laughs> no, I, I think it just means like, I, like, I think I need to start sleeping more. I think I just need to look crazy. Health is well. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. Um, but then lastly, what were you doing last night during the World Series? Biting my nails. Um, <laughs> are you, so, who are you rooting for? I know this is going to sound very terrible because, but I did, I did go to, I lived in Chicago forever and I went to Northwestern. I have two degrees from Northwestern. <laughs> so I feel like I've at least paid my dues, to be like, a Cubs actually paid. And <laughs> so I, I'm rooting for the Cubs. I have like 17 friends who've like taken wedding pictures and, you know, in Wrigley, like, Aww. you know, like, so I, you, they're very, it's such a fun, if you've never been to a game there, Go on one of the rooftops. Watch like over the top. It's so much fun. Chicago is a special place, like in general, and you know, I loved it there. So I, I definitely was. And plus, like as a Tigers fan, you know, you can be more of a Cubs fan than you can be a Cleveland <laughs> fan. So, right. you know, that was definitely. Oh my goodness, I was like sweating it and I was <laughs> out of my mind. So yeah. I like, I actually had to like leave the bar that I was at and watch watch it alone because people weren't paying Aww. enough attention. <laughs> I hate oh, that. Yeah. I get very anxious yes. about that kind of thing when yeah. I'm watching the Seahawks. Not so much. Baseball, but. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on Ballin' Out. Yes, we really yes, appreciate it. No, you guys it. are awesome. I love your show. I love. Thank you for making me the least famous person ever on here. No! Such an honor. Stop it! Stop it! Stop you're it! Actually, you want it, you're going to be on it with um, Young Ma. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, she, I love it. she used to play football. So, so we've got her. We've got an all ladies yeah. NFL episode happening. The only girl on her team when she was nine. That's amazing. Yeah. I've never, I've never played. I, like, I think I would get killed, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's so fun. I love so that. You're oh, in that's great a company. huge honor. Thank you so much. And you say Shy City, Shy City, Shy City. And that was Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network. You know, just doing boss things all day, every day. Many varieties of boss things. I am inspired and need to go get on my game. (laughs) No (laughs) bad sports. Get your game up, basically. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Just need to complete some passes. Need to get in the end zone. Oh, 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 oh. Natalie's on fire this week, I'm super fired up. (laughs) 
And funny enough, we actually go against each other this week in fantasy football. Wait, we do? We do. Oh, fuck, I gotta set my lineup. <laughs> so yeah, we're about to go fix our fantasy football lineups. But once again, thank yes. you so thank much you for so tuning much for in listening. to episode and please thirteen. Subscribe still yes. and you know, like give us a rating, man. We don't have any little reviews so on our iTunes just thing. Say you we guys suck. Just, like that would make our day. Like, these people are so annoying, and I hate <laughs> listening to this all the time. We we're we welcome hate listeners. You know, constructive criticism. We want more haters in the building, man. Criticism. <laughs> you know, like even if it's not constructive, give yeah, us criticism. Yeah, man. just say like you suck. You say I don't. I don't know. Say anything. Stop but laughing like, more. <laughs> Basically, sorry. Um, we laugh a lot. Our but, lives at Billboard are very stressful, and this is stress relief. So we come in here, and we just laugh together. There you go. Sports, so. so you know. Thank you again for always tuning in to the people that do support us every podcast. Yes, we appreciate it. And until next time, peace. Girls, we run this mother-